0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW report Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: plus hello and welcome to another episode of the blues focus podcast airing every week on youtube spotify and apple music i'm kieran your host for this episode joining me on this episode i've got elliot and callum two results to talk about. And unfortunately, Ella, I'm going to come to you again first this time round. Uh, start with the more positive of the two Preston on Saturday. Um, not still result. You predicted a draw on the last episode. So take it. you pleased with what you saw.
2: Yeah. I think what did I predict? One or I think so. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good result. Uh, it was a good performance. Um, I quite liked the starting lineup to be fair. Um, definitely think that's sort of more the starting lineup that we should be going with um, on a regular basis. Uh shall I put it. So yeah, I thought um, thanks to Effridge, get the three points at the end. I think probably on another day could have quite easily been a draw. So um, so yeah, I was really pleased with it.
1: Yeah, Efridge Showing the difference between what we had last year compared to this year, basically. Yeah, right it. It. Uh, Cal, how about you? Happy with the result? Yeah. Managed to give some grief to you, uni mates yet? Yeah?
3: yeah, a few <laughs> of them. I mean, I had a feeling we'd win, obviously, because they're home record, but I was pleased the start we made, obviously. Royley McGree's come in and he's probably the, the only game he's made much of an impression in but he, he did play quite well and I liked the little link up he had with Jonathan Lecko and I think Duke needs that support up front like we saw when Chad used to play up front with him, he's got Leko, I think that's the sort of partnership we need to go with like Elliot said, I did quite like the starting line-up and we took it to them from the off, I know they came back into it with a, a brilliant strike but yeah, no it was a good, it was a good result and uh one I thought we would have capitalised
1: on this week, but as we'll get on to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to stay clear away from that one as long as we can, so we can come back to that right at the end. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, touching on Saturday, um obviously, as Callum mentioned, McGree, one of the standout performers, but um obviously, Elliot said, every should be say, but is that what you want to see more of that that starting 11 mcgree in the middle starting or as as you, you see it going he's actually still experimenting isn't it with his strongest 11 really i
2: think yeah i think uh, I don't think we I don't think we've had the same side two consecutive games so far so uh, he's obviously chopping and changing it trying to work out you know his best sort of start, best uh, first team or starting team um I was surprised to see McGree come into the lineup. Um but with that performance, I was even more surprised that, to see that he didn't get a start last night. But obviously we'll come on to that in a little while. But um like Carl touched on, I think if Duke's gonna play, uh he's gonna play or he's gonna start the game, he's got he's gotta have someone next to him up front. Um otherwise it's just not gonna happen. We're just gonna be relying on uh set piece goals again. Um so, yeah, it was good. Leco looks lively. I think, obviously, he's sort of feeling his way back from injury, uh, well, you know, that long term injury that he's had. Um, but I'd, I would prefer to see Leco start and come off on the 60th minute rather than come on in the 60th minute, if that makes sense. Um, I'd rather see him get an hour under his belt. You know, last night we could have, you know, potentially had a couple of goals, or, you know, Got a couple of goals up, and would have made life a lot easier for us rather than chasing the game in the last ten minutes and then losing it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Duke's always been
1: better with a straight partner, and obviously he, he, sometimes he doesn't get much of the the plaudits that maybe he as much of the as he deserves. But obviously, Chay Adams stole that. stole the long line. He was obviously the star man up there, but obviously played off Duke again before lockdown last season, Duke and Hogan worked wonders. Um, again, Hogan getting the majority of the goals. So obviously he's happy to play that that target man. And he's also happy to let the strike partner do do the, the, the last little bit and, and take the take the credit really. But I don't see Lick as a... I know he can play there, but I don't see Leko as a striker playing off off Duke, I think that's where Hogan comes in. But he seems reluctant to go with two up top. Um, But Cal, I mean, it, it, what, what do you want to say, really? Leco up top, Leco on the wing, where's he best? And also, as Elliot says, starting or coming off the bench?
3: It's a tough one because you could have Leco out wide, which is, yeah, you know, left wing mm-hmm. is probably where he's... His main position is, but I feel like off the shoulder of Duke as a two, showed it worked slightly against Preston, and I think i put him there. I feel like you shouldn't start both Hogan and Duke, have one of those on the bench. But Duke's the target, man, so you got to start Duke. Yeah, Lekha up front, I'd, I'd say. Or... It depends, because, yeah, four two three one or just one up front in general is Karanka's preferred. But, yeah... He can hold it up and bring other players into into play, but I think it needs to be Leko. You can see the pace he's got and the way he moves with the ball. He runs at the defenders. Um, I think I prefer Bella coming off the bench, though, so I'm not too sure. But in terms of what Elliot said about chopping and changing the positions, it's good that we've got enough players who can come in Know, difference in omissions and stuff like that, but you don't change a winning team. Clearly, that's something we uh, we didn't do too well after the Preston game.
1: Yeah, you never change a winning team, and you know, that's gone and bit us on the arse, hasn't it? Really. But another thing about the Preston game, quickly just to touch on, which uh, I've seen debated on Twitter a bit over the, the past few days, um, we talk about how, how well he started. He's, Career for us. Ivan Sanchez played in the middle on Saturday against Preston. Not as much, not as effective as he's been on the right wing, but can play there all the same as he did for Elche last season in the in second division Spain. But again, just your views. He seems to be a more out and out winger, doesn't he? Really running the defenders with pace. Do you agree,
2: Elliot? Um yeah, to to a degree I think. Um I'm not an expert on the player, I haven't seen a lot of his career up until now. So I mean I know he's heavily left footed, hasn't got a right foot at all. Um so he's obviously a player that likes to cut inside, he likes he likes to dribble, obviously, he likes to retain the retain the ball, he likes to put his foot in, which is really good. So he's definitely u- more useful wide in front of our right back, um, helping out there. But I think in, ter- in, ta- in terms like tactically, I think I would probably prefer to see him more inside um, than wide, um, and that's why I think if we're going to play five at the back, he needs to tuck in closer to Jukic, sort of more central, um, because otherwise, like we we're saying, Jukic is just isolated up front. He's not. He's not. You know, he can hold the ball up but if people are not going to get up quick enough. We're not going to. We're not going to utilize him. We're not going to counter attack on teams. And unfortunately, like last night, uh, you know, didn't see so much of it against um, Preston because obviously we had Lepo up there and with his pace, they were a bit, bit scared, wary of that. But last night, teams were just happy to sit on the halfway line and, um, and just press on us. And that's the problem. And we know, you know, if we're not going to get the support to him. So that's why I think it's a difficult one. Sanchez, I know you didn't have a particularly good game last night. But um, but I thought he was pretty decent against Preston. Yeah. Did
1: anyone have a decent game last night? It's a question, really. <laughs> you know, obviously. So we'll move on to that shortly. I know you're uh, you're you dying to say some things. <laughs> but Callum, yeah, Sanchez on the right wing or in the middle for
3: you? On the wing, but it does slightly frustrate me when he cuts in. All the time, I know he's heavily left-footed, but you've got Duke up front for a reason. Most of the goals in his career have probably come from his head, so you've got to be crossing it. So I'd possibly play Bella on the right, Sancho on the left, get Sanchez whipping balls into Duke. But yeah, he clearly likes to cut in, and when he's when he scores a rocket, we'll we'll thank him for cutting in. But I don't know, his pace is good, and he does sort of light up the attack, but it does slightly frustrate when he decides to cut in all the time because a couple of times against Preston when he was cutting in, he just lost the ball. And he does try to win it back, but sometimes I think you just need to do what a, a, a winger should be doing and just crossing it in. And it could value Duke a bit more.
1: I mean, the one thing he does do on that right wing that we've we've lacked for a long while now is he draws the fouls, doesn't it? You know, you see he got the, the free kick for uh, get for the who was it against? I can't even remember who it was against now, he might have complained, but he won a free kick, didn't he? And we went on and, and scored from that free kick about a week or so ago, was it? Yeah, QPR it's hard to feel,
2: right? or Huddersfield, no, that's yeah. the one.
1: Could have yeah. Um so, you know, whereas in the middle maybe he doesn't have that that impact as such of draw because he's getting the ball and moving it on rather than being able to give him a, a licence to run at his defender, take on man a bit more. He's, he's everything that I thought Jota would have been when we signed Jota, basically. He, he, you know what he's going to do. He's going to go in on his left foot, isn't he? But it's the defence being unable to stop him that gives us these opportunities. And we are a, a really strong team, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I think that's where we benefit from being on the right personally. Uh, but, uh, I think Crank is going to keep chopping and changing it for the next few weeks at least and and we'll see where where he ends up. He's, he's a guaranteed starter in either position, isn't he? So. And then moving on to last night. Callum, I'm going to get your thoughts first because as we already know, Elliot needs the rest of the show to vent his frustrations after that. So, Your thoughts on a dismal performance last night, to say,
3: the least? I said it in the last podcast. I said the one game out of the next three, Preston, Wickham and Bournemouth, the one game you'd think we'd win, especially at home, would be Wickham. But I said it was probably the one that's most likely to be a banana skin. And it was. I thought, wow. It's typical, isn't it? Really, we we win two on the bounce, you know. We we're, we're looking up in the table. Decent performances. We're starting to see why Karanka is as as well thought of as he is. And I'm not exactly blaming him, but to change the team and to lose at home to Wickham, a team that's one of the favourites to go down, shouldn't be. Able to. It's just very lackluster and it was just just disappointing really. I mean Wickham were all over us a fair play to them for for winning their second game on the bounce but from our point of view it wasn't it wasn't a brilliant watch no.
2: Elliot talk to us <laughs> ah, I mean <clears throat> Like Cal touched on, it was definitely a banana skin. Like we, we talked about it last week. I think, I mean, I said it as well. I think I thought Wickham was going to be our most difficult game out of the three. <clears throat> I've watched them in their previous two games and they deservedly should have beaten Watford at home. And then obviously they got their first win on the weekend. Um, and they look, they look an accomplished side, especially when they get on the ball. They've got a good vibe around the club as well, with you know, a good manager, you know, obviously a winning mentality there have come up from last season. So, anyone you know? Anyone that you know? Let's not get too down about it. You know, we were playing a good side last night. They're in a false position, as far as I'm concerned. They should be in mid-table. Um, so, yeah, it, it was disappointing, but I I expected it. Maybe not the defeat, but but let's just start. I want to start with the the starting lineup, and like we were saying, you know, coming off the back of you know a good performance against Preston, and a win. You would expect those players potentially, uh, especially uh, McGree and Lecco who, you know, and uh, Cobbley at right back, who I thought had a good game, you'd expect that those, particularly those three players, having had a good game and uh, picked up the three points for us at the weekend, uh, would have been rewarded with um, starting the game last night. Um, you know, it's disappointing when players perform well and then they're rewarded with a Place on the bench for the next game. I just, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's, it's easy to say,
1: and, and, uh, like every manager's doing the same, aren't they? At the minute, they're they're blaming congested fixture lists. Uh, Obviously, yeah, games are coming thick and fast. They always do in the championship. But likes of McGree, uh, his first start of the club was Saturday uh, against Preston. Uh, Cogley, first start of the season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Who else was there? Lecco is still trying to get minutes into his legs, but McGree and Cogley, especially, two good games on Saturday against Preston. They're not suffering from early season fatigue because they've not been in the starting eleven. They've been bit part players. In fact, I don't. Has Cogley even played up until he played against Preston? And did he even come on as a sub or anything? I don't think he had had either. Um. And McGree, like I say, his first start, it's not like he's played 90 minutes for five weeks consecutively. So there was no reason for them to be dropped. It is a tactical decision, and not. but it can't help them players when they're then, like you say, rewarded with a place on the bench for playing well. What might, what gives them the motive to say, and I'll, I'll kick on from here then, is it? I'm not blaming Karanka, like I've seen on on social media and people with all this karanka hate and all that sort of stuff. Look, I don't know how many times we need to sit here and say it's a work in progress. I'm, 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 quite frankly, I'm I'm bored of, of seeing people having to say it, to be honest. But he's not immune to criticism over absurd decisions like that, as far as I'm concerned. M- McGree should have been in that lineup last night. No questions asked. Lecca, who is probably one of the brightest sparks against Preston. Um, again, oh, oh. what are we? Why is he not in there? against Wickham. He's what you needed, and it's someone like Wickham pace. Because Bella is. His pace is a myth. He's not that quick, let's be honest. He's he's skillful. He's not rapid. He's not frightening defenders with running in behind. He likes to come short. He wants to get the ball. He wants to take a man on. Leco is pure pace in behind. And when you've got a team sitting and pressing you up, like Wickham did, you need that that spark in behind. Duke's not doing it. Bella's not doing it. Sanchez wasn't doing it. Um, Who's in the middle? Gardner, Sunyich well they're sitting they're not going to do it who was going to do that what was his what was his outball? because that's what was missing last night there wasn't one so God knows what happens against Bournemouth if we play like that we've got another repeat of the last time Bournemouth played, us, uh, played in the league game because we were whew, shocking last night absolutely shocking anyway I ran over um yeah, we'll talk about Bournemouth a bit because I'm sick of talking about the weekend game already. <laughs> <laughs> uh B interesting game at the weekend coming up. Obviously we'll see A how we respond to a defeat to Wicker, But B first real challenge at home by a, a relegated side, some Premier League players in their starting eleven. Carl, how do you see it panning out? What are your thoughts for the game coming up?
3: Um, I'm not confident, but also... I just go back to this word of typical, and I just feel like we're not going to win, but we're just going to get a point. And I just feel like we've won two on the bounce, lost to Wickham. You'd think we're going to go and lose to Bournemouth, but I just think... Well, we might lose, and, and fair enough if we do, because... Bournemouth are looking as one of the promotion favourites but I just think we're going to get a draw and again it's it's a work in progress steady the ship after a loss, get a point get a win in the next game I can just see us shutting up shop, holding it potentially obviously you know Bournemouth's attack can open us up but we saw in the Norwich game we could have been 3-0 down at half time I and mean, last season we would have been but it, was one, it wasn't one nil until, like, the 75th minute. So, I think we can get a draw. I don't think we'll get battered. And it, it all depends on what team Cranker plays. It really does. And going back to the previous point of, of Bella and Lecco, we saw in the Preston game when Lecco was playing and starting, when Bella came on, he made a bit of an impact. And, obviously, then our second goal came... I feel like, and I said it before, Bella's better coming off the bench. Leko's better starting. So, I would like to see Leko starting on, on Saturday.
1: Moving on to you, Elliot. Do you think the Bournemouth game is going to be a case of Karanka says right, okay? Obviously, hey, Bournemouth are going to be a much better starting eleven, realistically. Is he going to just, short shop so to speak Lot like early early season performances play for a set piece try and nick it that way or is he going to try and go through I say go through it a bit but you know the way we played against Preston and and uh, the victory before that against Huddersfield is he going to be a bit more expansive
2: and actually let them have a bit of creative freedom do you think oh, who knows I think what we're seeing at the moment is Karanka, like we saw last night. You know, I've still got that in my mind. Like, you know, (laughs) once we're a goal up, he sees that as um, his aim to preserve a lead. You know, the the points are in the bag to lose, kind of thing. That's his philosophy, it seems to be. Um, And it's obviously, you know, it's rubbing a lot of people out the wrong way at the moment. Obviously, it doesn't. The three points is the most important thing. It doesn't matter how you get it. If you get it with 10% possession, who cares? You know, if you get it with one shot on goal and you win 1-0, who cares? As long as you're getting the three points. But you can't go through 46 games per season playing like that. Um, you've got to, at some point, you've got to put teams under pressure. and You've got to try and go for the throat. And that's what we should have done last night. You know, we, And I think, would we have seen a different game last night if we were 1-0 down? With 30 minutes to go, bringing on Leko and would we have gone into more of an attacking, um, into a more attacking mode. Um, but yeah, go, you know, going on to the Bournemouth game, it'll be exactly the same. It'll be like you said, keep it tight. Um, you know, win free kicks in and around the area. You know, make the most of corners and set pieces. Um, and then again, once we go a goal up, keep stay a goal up. But unfortunately. His method is is not once we go a goal up, let's try and go two goals up and three goals up, it is when we go a goal up, let's just stay a goal up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. You know, look at the players they've got Brooks, King, Solanke. I know Steve Cook got sent off the other night, so they might have to reshuffle a little bit of the back, which is good. Uh, but we're gonna be without Sanjic, which is gonna be a big miss for us in this field. So I don't know who's gonna put there, probably put San Jose in his position and he might revert back to a four at the back so like you said he, uh, he might see he might go for a little bit more in this game like Cal said I can't I can't see us losing it but I can't see us winning it so I, I think it'll be a draw I mean they're starting 11
1: against Wednesday on Tuesday <laughs> Uh, so in there you had Azmir Begovic, Steve Cook, Chris Mepham, Lerma, Gosling, Diego Rico, King, Brooks, uh, Solanke come off the bench, Lewis Cook, uh, Stanislas on the bench, that Rodrigo Raquel May on there, uh, and then a couple of, I mean, Lloyd Kelly at centre-back, I'm pretty sure he was a big money signing from Bristol City was it last summer they got him. Um, so, Premier League players all through that 11, maybe Carranza will see, well, obviously you'd like to think he sees that as a challenge. And look, it's a case that I know he keeps saying and we all have to keep saying it. It's game by game. We're not realistically saying we're going up this season, but it'd be interesting to see how he, he pits us against a real promotion contender. And he can, it's our chance to really show what we are capable of. This season is we're still a um, unknown quantity, so to speak, aren't we? Really, you know, yeah, we picked up a couple of decent results, um, but then we've kind of thrown away some games where we, we really shouldn't have been um, losing, or Rotherham shouldn't have shouldn't have drawn that game at home. So we we, should, we realistically we could be a lot better off than we actually are. So, well, yeah, I mean, we're blues, don't we? So it's never going to happen. But realistically, you'd like to think we'd be
2: five points better off if we didn't drop points into Wickham and Rotherham. Um, I'm not sure. I think we we'll, we are where we are. I think I think we've been fortunate in a few games. Huddersfield, right? The Huddersfield game, for example, we were lucky. We we were lucky not to lose that game. Huddersfield, when they got the equaliser, they were running to get the ball. They wanted a second goal. They weren't content with a one-all. If that was us. We'd probably be, you know, celebrating it. So it's it's a different men- it's a different mentality, um, and we were fortunate. The way it just come off the bar straight onto Duke's foot, and I've never seen Duke put a volley in from the edge of the box on his left foot. We won't see that again. So he usually he falls what, over at that point, don't he? <laughs> <I? laughs> <laughs> <You know, laughs> he
3: takes
1: out <how>
2: his standing lego. <laughs> exactly. So you know. And there's been other games we've been fortunate in. I'd say we were fortunate in the Rotherham game. You know, we put them under pressure, but we were 1-0 down with two minutes to go. You know, we were fortunate to get the penalty at the end. Um, I'm thinking of other games, Swansea away. Efridge has had to pull out a point-blank save from, like, two minutes from the end to preserve a point. Could have easily lost that. So, you know what? We are where we are. I don't think we're, we're better than what we are. I think... If we, if we finish where we are right now, 14th, that would be about right. Better than last season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it interesting you
1: mentioned Fridge again against Swansea, pulling a, a save out of the bag to, to save us a, a point. Um, Preston, he, he kept us all three points. Um even last night, I know. Yeah, we ended up going to going on to lose it, but he made a couple of saves on chances where you'd think it's easier for Wickham to really put it in the net, than give him a chance to save it. So, is he starting to show the quality that we'd been we knew we was lacking realistically over the past couple of years? Can I, you, you do you think that's about right? It's, it, it just goes to show what a steal he actually was in the window.
3: Yeah, massively. I think when he played for Cardiff in the Prem, in my opinion, and I think he might have actually been their player of the season. Yeah. So as far as saying he's the best keeper in the league, but he's definitely up there. I mean, obviously Elliot talks about us being quite fortunate in games. We've been fortunate for him in goal. I mean, a game we did play very well in against Preston, obviously. We won, but could have easily drawn it, that effort from Barkhausen was obviously saved by Etheridge. So, he's definitely the sort of goalkeeper we need in there, obviously. He he, defo, he definitely commands commands that back four, I think, along with George Friend. So, no, he's definitely he was definitely a steal.
1: Would you go as far as to say it's between him and Sanchez for who was the signing of the season at the start for us?
3: So far, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it to Etheridge just, to be fair while well, I would have put Friend in there because the know-how he's got going forward and at the back does help it's kind of like we've got two captains in there with him and Dean but no, I mean, it, it probably is between those two and I'd just about give it to, to Etheridge because some of the sides he's made have been
2: Incredible, to be fair. I take it you're in agreement with that, Elliot. Yes, one. Well, Efrid um, is our best signing so far the window, well, of the season. Um, like I say, he's probably saved us about four points so far this season. Probably five. You know, we could have been looking at a, a smaller points haul so far if it wasn't for some of his saves. Um, and then, like Cal uh, touched on, friends his experience has been absolutely uh, invaluable at the back for us so far. Um, and and he's, he was definitely a miss last night. Um, and, and obviously we're still to see it. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely coming along, but San Jose looks a real still. Um, he needs obviously help around him, but he looks a, a really, a really accomplished player. Obviously, you know, it's not, it's not something that I'm surprised by some that's, you know, done, you know, has uh, amassed 300 appearances for Athletic Bilbao in La Liga and played in Europa League, Champions League, etc. So, yeah. So those, are, yeah, like I say, we, we said it weeks ago, didn't we? If we had we had a proper striker, we we got a proper striker in that, that can get 20 goals this season. We um, we could have been we could be looking at a really good season, but just didn't materialise, did it?
1: I mean, the thing was we were striker is we never really actually heard a name really solidly linked to us, did we? No. The season's gone by when we've needed a striker. I mean, we've known for how long we needed a striker for, about four years, five years, we've needed a real goal scorer. Um, I know Che had that good season for us, but even just before as that season started, we, needed, we were saying we needed a goal scorer. We didn't think Che would do. What he done? But at least in them windows, you always had one name that was solidly linked to us throughout. Or, you know, you was always getting linked to names. Otherwise, Dwight Gale came up on loan a couple of years ago and, you know, the likes of. And this season, there wasn't any of that. It makes me wonder, was we even really in for a striker other than Hogan, realistically?
3: Mm.
1: Um, obviously, Cal's still hoping that Alexander Paso comes in on a free contract. Um, So...
3: Yeah,
1: not gonna happen. I'll be we yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Earth, Car. Not gonna happen. <laughs> 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 but I mean, again, we we keep going in circles with with the whole striker debate, don't we? And we're stuck with what we've got until January at least. So let's just see where the season takes us. But um. One thing else to talk about before we go anyway um, is uh, what's just been released on the Blues Focus um, YouTube with mine and Callum's Q&A with Marlon King, uh, which was very interesting. Callum, how did you find it? He was in New element, weren't you? Yeah,
3: it was good. I enjoyed it. It was definitely... Um, he was good to talk to, and he was. I did think he was going to be quite open, and uh, he was, and he gave some good answers, and obviously he talked about his time at Blues. And uh, no, yeah. Apart from the times my uh, internet went, he was uh, a. It uh, was a. It was a good interview. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's an interesting character. Uh, I don't really know what to expect from. When- when he came in at first, I didn't know if you know how, if he'd be quite cagey with his answers, but he, he, the conversation just you know the answers just flowed, and he was quite quite broad in the information he gave us. It gave us a good insight to what it was like to work for the likes of you know Hewitt and um, obviously Clark after that as well. Really, how it came about with him having his contract terminated at the end of that season with with Lee Clark. So no, it, you need to give that a watch, by the way don't want it that on air so you can't weasel out of it <laughs> straight after this we're <laughs> trying to line up some of us I suppose so we'll uh, see what happens I'm sure we can we can get you asking some more questions sooner I don't worry right? I look forward to it <laughs> I mean that's about all we've got time for on this episode anyway uh, thanks for joining me on this thanks for watching at home um Subscribe to the YouTube channel as always. Get your questions on social media. Please focus pod. And until next time, thanks for watching. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here
3: today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.